Welcome to episode three of Reaching the Untethered Modern Learner podcast. This is what I call a micropod, a series of mini interviews with my friend and colleague Bianca Bowman, where we connect digital marketing to learning and development. These mini pods will be interspersed between the main interviews of this podcast for your listening and learning pleasure. So enjoy and thanks again for listening. Hi, I'm Jamie Good, Digital Fluency Coach and Learning Technology Integrator, and you're listening to Reaching the UML, the podcast dedicated to discovering how we can reach the untethered modern learner. Here we discuss how to take learning and development into the future with innovation, technology, disruption, and a focus on performance. For more episodes, please visit digitalfluencycoach.com slash podcast. Enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to Reaching the UML, the Untethered Modern Learner podcast. This is episode three, and I'm here with Bianca Bowman. We are going to be doing micropods through this series on marketing and learning and development, because we believe the two should be tied. Welcome, Bianca. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for spending time with me here today. My pleasure. And so you and I, over the years, have talked about many things related to learning and development, but one of the main things, especially lately, uh, we've been talking about is how digital marketing and just marketing itself should be tightly connected to learning and development. So if I could maybe start with just why yeah. you believe that. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that learning and development really needs to move into the new century, into the current century, really. We're a little bit behind when it comes to technology, especially. And if we look at marketing departments, uh, yes, a lot of marketing departments still do traditional marketing as well, but looking specifically at digital marketing, marketing automation, uh, what's also known as the digital body language, what customers actually do online, where they click, where they go, uh, how long they spend time on certain pages. That is information we should really start leveraging when we think about learning and development as well. The data is there. We already Mm -hmm. have the the platforms in place, so we should really go out there and leverage that and really think about the user experience and the visuals of our learning and not just, you know, the old traditional following the Addy module. So, (laughs) yeah, it's really that combination of, uh, of going into a new direction that has been embraced by by different departments and organizations yeah. already. Yeah, I love digital body language. So, how maybe do you have maybe some ideas of how someone could measure digital body language when it comes to learning a learning experience? So, I actually just read a white paper yesterday from uh, written by Laurie Niles Hoffman, and she talks about digital body language. We had the pleasure of working at Eloqua together, and Steve Woods actually developed that concept of digital body language and marketing. And what it's really all about is that if we, instead of doing a needs analysis, it's about mm-hmm. looking at data that we already have. So imagine a meeting and it's like, okay, we need to have an e-learning module on this new onboarding, Mm -hmm. for example. But who says that the e-learning is actually the right delivery channel format? And how do we know how long this training should be? How do we know when to deliver this training to people, meaning the time of day? So Lori's really looking into that, and I think it's a fascinating idea of looking at that data yeah. and 
leveraging that data, go to your stakeholders and propose your meeting, uh, sorry, propose your training needs yep. based on numbers and based yep. on stats that you all already have available. And I think that's where learning and development certainly can come in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because um, I think, what at least what I've seen and what I've heard, is that we have this real, it seems like quite a big focus on needs analysis, but then performance support after training is sometimes non-existent, and if it exists, it's not very effective. And for me, I find that so, I've always found that so odd, like, let's spend you know, weeks or how many hours like interviewing and finding out. So what do people really need to learn? And okay, then we build the training and that takes another hours or, or, or weeks and then people learn it and then they go back to the workplace and forget everything based on what neuroscience tells us because yeah. we have no performance support. So I would love this kind of thing where you've got some data, you've got some stats, enough to go on, to go forward and spend most of the time after on the performance support where people actually need it on the job. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense, I think, with um, just going after data and finding out digital body language. Where are people clicking? Where are they looking? Where are they spending time on this page or that site? Um, and then from there, you can then go forward and help them uh, kind of guide them in the learning experience. The other thought here also is that, you know, when we create our learning, we send it out there, people look at it, hopefully, and complete it. Um, but then after we evaluate it and yep. say, oh, it was great or it wasn't, and yep. then we make changes to it, and then the next bunch of onboarders or whatnot yes. will be able to you know, enjoy this new training. But we don't really constantly monitor what's going on, right. and we don't really evaluate and, and make changes based on what's happening in the moment. So right. that whole just-in-time training, I think, is something that... L&D professionals certainly need to get better at. Yeah, and the just-in-time, like you're saying, you can get the data just-in-time. Mm -hmm. And let's say I've got, uh, this is what I would love to see, is where, I don't know, uh, we have someone going through a training that is uh, maybe three weeks long, a couple of modules a week or something like that, and by the third module we see that it's not going in the direction we want it to, um, then, we then we change. Then there is a technology, I think, and there is a way for us to tweak these things kind of on the fly. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe we're a little afraid. I just wanted to actually say that. That was just a thought that hit me because in the end, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing my job right because the training I developed doesn't work. But tying this now back to marketing, I mean, you know, we send out emails. We do A-B testing in marketing, All the time. right? Yeah. We test certain messages in emails. We test yeah. certain times to send out emails. And it's not an issue if the A test doesn't work, but the B test does because, hey, the B test works, yep. right? Yep. And I think as L&D professionals, we really have to get into that mindset of uh, it is okay to test things, and if they don't work, then, mm -hmm. you know, it will actually help us be better in, in the future. I think that's awesome. When I was working in marketing in the last couple of years, we would do test and learn. And, you know, learn <laughs> being the <laughs> operative word, and this is learning and development. So, yeah, I think that's great. I always say, like, throw it out there and see where it lands. Mm -hmm. And you don't know until you try. And if you look at the history of marketing, there's been some massive marketing fails mm -hmm. by Coca Cola and Ford and other companies, and they're still around. And so, I think, like you're saying, if we just throw it out there and it doesn't really work in the first couple of weeks, 
and there's maybe 100, 200, 300 people on it, well, it's, the, the world's not going to end. Yeah. And if we do tweak it before it gets worse, why is that a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. I think I, I, I've seen uh, just, you know, people spend so much time on the instructional design, months. They put it out there, it lands on the computers or the desks of the learners, and they hate it right out the bat. Mm-hmm. And then they've got to spend so much time in kind of rebuilding and kind of a restart and i think that makes no sense and it's it's too much time too much money too much manpower uh so inefficient i think especially when you talk about uh, the instructional design piece um yes we all are some more instructional designers inside yeah we we want to follow certain principles and yeah it is important we do yeah okay we do okay we we do do. For example, we should be consistent, right? So I'm not necessarily talking about the Addy model, but yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. consistency. Yeah. And consistency for me also equals branding, which yes. again comes in from, from the marketing world yes. as well, right? Um, but one thing I think we really need to step away from is talking or listing learning objectives. Like that oh, is something, yeah. yes. you know, like, yeah, it is important that people know what they can get out of a certain video, e-learning module, webinar, whatever it might be. But you don't have to use a bullet bulleted list no, no. to do that. There's a, there's a lot of creative ways to do that. And I think, again, this is where we should look to marketing and say, hey, how do you write your message when it comes yep. to promoting new products new services right yeah totally that's a good point like and it could be possible too that i sit down in front of this learning experience i see the objectives and there's four and three of them don't make sense for me so i feel like i was was i in the right place i did this did i not understand something mm-hmm. so i think yeah you're, you're setting people up to fail right from the beginning too if you tell them this is what they're going to learn because you can get almost anything out of a training session depending on who you are where where you are at in that that time of your life where you're working um so yeah, that makes sense and branding it is something that i i've talked about before where so we we spend time on needs analysis let's say we spend time on the instructional design we build the training we put it out there and then nobody knows it exists because we don't brand it mm-hmm. we don't market it we don't market it exactly yeah. How would you maybe think is a good, or what's your thoughts maybe on on marketing learning to an organization? Mm. So, like we were talking earlier before we started recording about internal training. So let's say you're you're in a company. You were in Scotiabank before, for example. You got to do some training, and maybe internally, you built this thing. What would you maybe think is a good way of marketing that to to people so that they know it's actually even there? Right. I think it's a very important question. Um, first of all, I think it starts right with the onboarding. If mm. you have the proper onboarding in place, and I'm not talking hour-long sessions where people sit in classrooms, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, interactive, engaging, uh, learning opportunities. <gasps> engaging? Yes, right? Um, where you actually set the tone and say, yeah. you know what, uh, we have, you know, this system in place. It might be an LMS. It might just be an intranet. It might be the company's YouTube channel, whatever it is. But to kind of promote this from the beginning. And uh, you could have lunch and learns where you really, you know, remind people of you have this learning available to right, you. Right. Uh, you're not alone. We can help you. Right. right? Uh, and I think, um, yeah, to, to maybe even if you have some kind of a newsletter or something. What yeah. we actually have here at, um, at Event Mobi for a while is that people printed 
a newsletter. It was just on a, on a one pager and it came actually from our engineering team because it was always like, what are you guys actually working on? Right. And they started hanging up these newsletters all over the place in the kitchen while you wait for your water kettle to, you know, boil, you read the newsletter. And I yeah. thought that was such an amazing idea, idea. Right. Yeah. And it just idea. reminds me of like, Oh, these people are there yeah. and that's what they're working on. Yeah. Right. So, um, so those are just a couple of strategies, I guess you could run. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cause you think about, for, for example, um, like, uh, let's say I'm on the subway. Uh, I come from Union this morning, and I get on the subway, then I do some walking, and I go into a restaurant here or a cafe there. The amount of marketing messages I saw <laughs> from Union Station mm-hmm. up here were probably in the hundreds. Yeah. And yet, if you're to go inside a company and walk around their offices just for a day, mm-hmm. how many times do you see any sort of marketing of the learning that's available to people, the resources to help them with their jobs, make them more efficient, more productive, like yeah. zero, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it could be, like you say, a paper on the wall. It could be a Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to someone about that last week, and, and they were like, well, government's a little bit fussier. <laughs> and I said, well, so just do a private Twitter account. Yeah. Get the people in your department or team to, to sign up. Like mm-hmm. you can decide who to allow to follow and who not to. Yeah. And then maybe just use that Twitter handle to just put out reminders or other articles that are related mm-hmm. to their job. And even that is a, is a way of marketing some material to people and saying, this is some learning stuff we have for you that helps you be better at your job mm-hmm. and absolutely. at life. Yeah. Because I think... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I find myself in a unique situation when it comes to learning and development because I'm not training internal staff. Mm-hmm. I'm actually educating our external customers. But still, I have to think about how to market the learning that we have for our customers so they actually take it. Because, exactly. you know, just because you build it doesn't Does mean they come and look exactly. at it. Exactly. <laughs> okay? Especially if it's like training, right? Exactly. And that's actually the other thing I talked to a friend of mine about the other day. Maybe we shouldn't call it training. Maybe uh, we shouldn't call it education. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't call it learning and development maybe we have to come up with kind of a new term to make it a little bit more exciting and especially the sphere i'm in which is you know the customer success slash customer education you know if you talk to businesses about again learning and training for them it sounds like um you know it's it costs them money yep and probably they won't get much out of it. That's right. kind of what they think, right? Right. right. And, and taking people away from their desks to exactly, do other important stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But again, especially if you think about you know customers that purchase a product, you want to make sure that they know how to use it from the get go, right? And that customer success piece, that support, really starts not the moment they launch their product. It mm-hmm. starts the moment they actually sign the contract, and mm-hmm. we have to be ready to give them resources that they can use. But making the company understand that customer education is very important in that in that um, stage, and that it's not just spending money on something, but enabling the customer to be successful. I think that's that's huge. But yeah, that's where marketing comes in again, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, how am I going to market this to other companies or even to my own company, to my own customers, so they take that training? I'm actually kind of going through that exercise right now, and there's lots of learning. Oh, so, that's excellent. Yeah. 
And I was just thinking one other thing uh, when, with that is the engineers were marketing themselves here mm -hmm. to show the rest of you like what they were doing, but also to show how valuable they are. Yeah. Um, and why are we not doing that as learning development, right? Yeah. To remind people that, yeah, we're here mm -hmm. and we are doing something valuable and this is what it is and this is how you can access it and this mm -hmm. is why it's good for you, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, uh, we know if we buy Nike, why we buy it and why it's good for us. Mm -hmm. But do we know that about the ear learning module we just signed up for? Probably not. No, we don't. Right? Except for those beautiful learning objectives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was awesome. So uh, for those of you listening, um, Bianca and I are going to be doing these, what we are going to call micropods, that through this Reaching the Untethered Modern Learner podcast series, we'll be jumping in every couple of episodes or so to give you some more views, insights, ideas, technology, tools, whatever we can find and talk about that's connected to digital marketing that we also think applies to learning and development. So Bianca, just before we close, um, could you tell people like what you do uh, in your kind of daily routine and where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm heading the education services department at EventMobi, which is an event technology company. So we support our customers in running successful events. And uh, yeah, so I'm part of the customer success team. And my main goal is really to um, make sure our customers yeah, are successful. Which is great. And yeah, and are engaged with our product and our services that we offer. And know how to use it. Exactly. And But the thing is, it's not just about how to use the technology. It's how to use the technology leveraging best practices as awesome. well. Yeah. And, awesome. Uh, so yeah, you can find me uh, here at EventMobi. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can email me at info at biancabauman.com, where Bauman has two ends. And uh, yeah, we'll be happy to to hear from you and answer your questions. So thank you very much for spending this time with me and I look forward to chatting more about uh, marketing and L&D because I do believe it's important as well. I think so too and uh, I really think those two should be friends and thank exactly. you so much. Thank you too. For your time. Cheers. Take care. Thank you for listening to Reaching the UML. Visit digitalfluencycoach.com slash podcast for more episodes, to subscribe to my newsletter, and to give any feedback you have on this episode. You can find me on Twitter at jgooddfc and on Facebook at facebook.com slash digitalfluencycoach. If you've learned something with me today, please tell a friend and let me know if there's anyone you think I should interview. Thanks again, and let's elevate our profession together, shall we?